Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not yet seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you might come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, o Christ. You all may be seen by your children. Alleluia, <laughs> Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Contrary to what the world might say, or believe or think. It is still Easter. Easter is not a day that we do once a year. Easter is a season. It is a way of life. What we all experienced last week does not stay in the past. That joyous worship, that excitement, that hope that you all left feeling. You can't go back to the way things used to be before last Sunday. I mean, do you like feeling miserable? Do you like the way your sin makes you feel? If we go back to the way things used to be, it will mean death. It will mean that the promise of Easter is mute in your life. It means that you let Satan and all the forces that defy God win. It means you give up on your baptism and on your chance of resurrection. You can't go back. But evil will constantly try to pull us back. Satan and all his little demons will constantly try to get us to wallow in our sin and to not live in the joyous hope of the resurrection. Just last week, as Christians gathered in Sri Lanka, a suicide bomber also joined them. As people ate and spent time in their homes, terrorists attacked them. 253 people were killed, 500 people injured. I remember last week over at breakfast checking my phone just around 9.30, just before I came over here, and I saw the news of a bombing in Sri Lanka, but I didn't click on the link. But after worship, all the headlines came through on my phone. 
worshipers attacked on Easter Sunday. I was listening to NPR this week, and they had an interview of one of the, the boy's father who was, boy was eating dinner at one of the hotels when it was attacked. The boy's name was Kareen Charisse de Zoza. He was eating dinner with his, his mom and his grandmother. Kareen was in Sri Lanka living with his mother, studying abroad. Kareen wanted to be a neuroscientist to cure diseases like Alzheimer's. He was having brunch when the bomb detonated. Kareem died after being struck by shrapnel. His mother and grandmother survived the attack. The interview that I listened to was incredibly hard to, to hear. I almost turned off about ten times on the way home, and it was only a four-minute interview. Listening to his father talk about his son and how his son was going to change the world almost brought me to tears. Sri Lanka is so far away from us. That'd be easy to just turn off the news, close up the iPads, close up the newspapers, and ignore. But I feel like I can't. And now this week, the government is asking churches not to hold worship in fear of a, that another terrorist attack might happen. Church doors on Sundays, on Sunday, on today, were locked for fear of another attack. And I understand what the government is doing. And in fact, what was really neat was that as Christians gathered at their homes on television, the bishop was holding a worship service for them. These terrorists have no regard for human life. They, they don't care who they hurt. And it's a scary time to be in Sri Lanka. A terrifying time for everyone. And many Christians will be locking themselves in rooms today. And here we read in our gospel. The gospel of John. The doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the temple leaders. The doors were locked because the disciples were living in fear. And I've read some commentaries that ask, is it really the Jewish leaders that the disciples are afraid of, or was it Jesus himself? I mean, the disciples all abandoned Jesus. They didn't rush to save him. They ran away in fear. And now he has come back from the dead. Is he going to be angry? Or is he going to be happy? But the locked doors do not keep our Lord out. Fear does not keep our Lord from saying to his disciples, Peace be with you. He shows them his hands. He shows them his feet. He shows them his side. And then the disciples rejoice at what they saw. He breathes on them. And he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus comes into their gathering of fear and preaches a message of forgiveness and peace and of hope. Jesus should be angry. He should be seeking vengeance. They abandoned him. They weren't there at the hour of his greatest need, yet he comes into a locked room, locked hearts, and says, Peace be with you. Receive the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the church for many centuries following these two resurrection experiences gathered in relative secrecy for fear of being infiltrated by those who mean to do the church harm. And the early church deacons would be placed outside the, the meeting place and only admit those into the church who knew the secret sign. Making the sign of the cross. When we talk about making the sign of the cross, and we talk about how it's a symbol of a baptism, this is where it dates back to. Worship was off limit to anyone who was not baptized. The practice of not allowing uh, the non-baptized to receive the Eucharist dates back to the time when we didn't allow anyone into worship who were not baptized. It's why the baptistry in these old churches, if you go to Turkey and to Greece, you find the baptistries at the very back of the church 
right in the entryway. Because theologically and practically, the only way for someone to enter the church was through baptism. And now we're at a time in the church's life, many are talking about having armed guards and other security measures in place because of the rise of tax on churches and synagogues and mosques. And yet again, we read this text. Read this text in fear of what might happen as we meet here to worship God. We read this text and we wonder what might be happening outside our doors. Yet despite our fear and doubt, Jesus Christ still appears in our midst. The risen Lord brings a message of peace and hope this day. The risen Lord beckons us to touch his wounds, to touch the scars of the crucifixion, of violence inflicted upon his body by others. And he breathes on us. He breathes on us and we receive the Holy Spirit. No amount of doubt and fear can keep Jesus from be- Christ from being with us this day. And on this day when many Christians in Sri Lanka be staying home in, in fear of terrorists, we gather and sing praise to God on their behalf. We gather and offer prayers to God on their behalf. We remember their dead. We remember their wounded. We remember those like Kareem had their whole life ahead of them and now lie dead in the grave. And while that is a hard reality for us to face, we also gather to remember the one who overcame the grave, the one who appeared to Mary in the garden and spoke hope and new life all while she grieved the loss of her beloved Jesus. That is who we also remember this day. And maybe we gather like St. Thomas, doubting that a God could ever love a world so engrossed in violence or love even a sinner like you or me. But here's the thing. Jesus still comes. Jesus still finds a way in whether we lock, we are locked behind closed doors, or at home because of fear, or because we are doubting the good news. The message from our Lord today is that we cannot go back to the way things used to be. We cannot keep gathering in fear of, what might, of those who might wish to do us harm. We must gather in the hope of the resurrection. To be a people of the resurrection means we follow a God who takes things which had no life and brings them back to life. We follow a God who is not limited by death, but seeks to bring peace in the Holy Spirit to the world and especially to the church. If God can bring a dead man back to life, whatever you are afraid of is nothing for our God to handle.